Always, I'm always too close to the mic. So Don't, you're not. You're never too close. You're never really? too close. Is this, is this okay? Starts off with just one hit, then it takes off, and then there's millions. It goes on until it snowballs, till someone takes a fall. A fake space race, Nazi moon base, to that strange pit of the Mars face. The CIA killed JFK, I'll bet the next one tops them all. We are live with our second episode of Tin Foil Hat. I want to give a shout out real quick to the awesome band Tread Lightly for that great song actually called, believe it or not, Tin Foil Hat. So original. I really appreciate you guys coming in. Uh, everybody loved the episode last week, so I decided to do it again. Uh, Eddie, everyone loved Eddie Bravo. He was excellent. He's not gonna. He's just not gonna do the podcast all the time. But I have amazing guests who all want to come in and talk about it. So again, let's talk about. It. Now I'm gonna say it again. I, you know, I have a couple friends of mine on Twitter. They're like, I'm. I, get, I was listening. I want to just start screaming. It's not an Alex Jones podcast. It is literally. Li let's have fun. Let's talk about what's going on, and let's not have a heart attack and be screaming at everybody. So joining me. I had talked to her before, and she kind of got into it, and I was really excited about it. And uh, she, you know, she's uh, she's on an awesome channel on YouTube called Snarled, and she hosts the Lucha Underground on After Buzz. Please welcome Rachel Evans. Ah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, did I get it all right? You got it all right. I, I was actually surprised. <laughs> uh, we should have bag of bets it and seen if... Uh, I would have not bet against you. Thank you, because you don't I know think. me enough to understand that, yeah. but I am classic and fucking up names, mostly because I'm so nervous about fucking the name up. That Mine is so hard to fuck up, though. Rachel Evans is That's a, a good really part. hard It's very simple shit. Yeah. The Lucho is probably the hardest part Lu of the yeah, whole. And snarled, hard. maybe. Snarled. It's not a word that you say often. It's not. Yeah. Why, why is it snarled? And what is snarled about when we get into everything? Snarled is a channel that uh, we created to be a platform for female creators. And, Ooh, I like it. Um, I like it, too. And... I talk about conspiracies and serial killers and cults and Satan, and uh, I play video games, and I host a, an advice show. It's really fun. Get closer. Oh, get closer. You're not talking. Oh, my God. Yes. This Look at that. This is the first time anyone's told me to get yes. closer to a mic. I always eat the mic. Get closer. Ooh. Get closer. Okay, great. Yay. Hi, I'm here. So, you love... I want to start off the show, and I, 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 I'm not going to do this... I would love to do this a lot more. I think it's going to be a harder podcast for me to book all the time. Mm. But I will like, and the one thing I always want to ask every, I, mean, I got a couple of questions just before we yeah. start getting into your stuff. Okay. First thing I always want to ask the guests is why do you think people 
don't want to believe quote unquote conspiracies. Because it's hard. Why? It's hard to wrap your head around things that you can't see. The same. I feel like the same reason people don't want to believe in or people don't believe in religion is the same reason people don't believe in conspiracies, although conspiracies are a lot easier to believe. But a lot believe. of people do believe in, in, in religion. Well, it's just a different religion. Okay. It's, I mean, if, if I, conspiracies are hard to believe because it's basically saying everything that you're told, everything that you know, everything that's comfortable isn't real. And that's okay. You just have to be okay with that. And especially, I feel like that's the hardest part. Yeah, I'm sure many people can believe like, okay, yeah, I bet that the government is controlling something that I don't know. Like, that's the extent that they're able to grasp. But then beyond that, just being able to live inside of that is terrifying. Right. Because you have to wake up and go like, okay, I'm just never going to know about X, Y, Z. And I just have to die. And I just... <laughs> And it's better to I, I, I always find it so interesting when people don't want to believe in conspiracies. I'm like it's free I wanna and believe. it's fun. I yeah, I wanna believe in I believe in anything until it's disproven. Yeah. That's my thing. So, um uh yeah, I Jesus to me, that was disproven. So I like there's <laughs> but there's certain things that like, you know, I I if I can't say no definitively, then I'm right. going to say yes. Right. I always say, could it happen? Sure. And my one friend tries to split hairs with probable, impossible, or implausible. Sure. Yeah, that, that's fine. That, that is fine, but it's very, much, it's very much splitting hairs. And I feel, again, and I don't want to get too repetitive, but it's just like I feel the big issue is that people can't put themselves see themselves doing it so it's very hard for them sure. to see others doing that sure i think once you abandon the idea that man is inherently good yes then you can start really full like really grasping the idea that conspiracies are real if you sit down and you think about that like we're all cavemen yeah. and we have caveman still we we have caveman wiring mm -hmm. and what we're fighting over i heard a pop what just happened Ooh. is it recording still should we start it over? You don't have to start over. I mean, I don't know how to do any editing. Oh, it will start right there. Well, yeah. It's probably the government. Do they know? Honestly, they, they do. Know. Oh, sorry about that. It was a glick. Uh, well, another glick. Is it you moved it and now it's getting weird? I don't know nothing about nothing. Yeah, me neither. I'm computer retarded. Me too. Which is bad because I work in YouTube. Yeah. You would think that I would know something. Do you work at the actual place? No. No. I, we, I have my own office. I think that's so awesome. YouTube? I think it's just to be able to. Okay, are we going? Oh, hi. Okay, we're back. <laughs> Sorry about that weird glitch. I think it's weird. But I think what I was talking about mm. is that people don't realize we're all cavemen and we're wired. And our wiring is uh, get all the resources, you know, be an alpha, the best alpha you can, lead the pack, get the resources. And the, the games that we play, you know, they're on different levels in terms of like on the streets versus in an in office in Washington, D.C. It's 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 very believable that people don't want to believe in conspiracies because humanity was was built on the back of conspiracy was built on the back of elitism and secrecy um, and withholding information. So if we build a whole society that 
is bred to believe one thing, and you're told that one thing over and over again in school, after school, your parents, everybody that you know is telling you this one thing, then you're going to, you're going to be, you're going to fight it if somebody shows resistance to that theory. Right, right, So, I mean, it makes sense. I get it. But it's very interesting. It's comfortable. It is comfortable. Uh, Another question I want to have for you is Mm. why, like, I love when women love conspiracy theories. <laughs> I think it's sexy as fuck. I really love, like, I do a joke about, like, if we we're hooking up and you start talking about Building 7, I'm, like, all in. You're done. <laughs> Why does it seem like it's more of a, in particular, white male-dominated hmm. genre than it is anything else? Why do, why do guys, especially white guys, my friend Ryan, who listened to the last one, he had a good talk about how, he feels that, and I don't always buy into this, but maybe I, I can be wrong, that as a male, as a white man in America, you have so much going for you, and, and it's just your mind wanders, and you f- have to find something, and therefore you start looking and chasing shadows and ghosts. And uh, He didn't say all that, but I'm kind of mm-hmm. paraphrasing what he said, and that it's, you know, that as white males, we ha- we don't have a lot to worry about, so we're chasing stuff. Sure. Which, in a weird way, I understand it because I say that about millennials in that they have so much at the <laughs> X that they have to have a war to fight. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I don't know. I've never thought, you know, I've actually never thought about gender divides within the, like, conspiracy community. I was thrust into conspiracy theory in, like, a very abrupt way. How? Um, I am part of an organization called Mensa, and I got— Oh, I you're was, a Mensa? It's very annoying, I know. But I know, I, was, I find it great. <laughs> no, I was, I was placed in Mensa at a young age. At, okay. Um, probably— 14 I think I was 13 right after my bat mitzvah yeah I was 14 (laughs) um and I became instantly privy to things that I didn't shouldn't have known and like systems that I shouldn't have seen and hierarchies that I shouldn't have been exposed to at that age within Mensa that um I immediately was like oh there's shit they're not telling me like the way that they talk to each other hold on Pro Tools sucks. I know that because I've heard somebody say it. Yeah. <laughs> I promise it's the government. <laughs> They're listening. I promise. You know what? Let's just keep going. Um, and I'll pull the audio thing and we'll do it live. Oh, that makes sense. Quality, but well, I'm okay with that, but is the conversation going to be like, uh, bip, bip? No, not on this. Okay. Cool. All right, so we're back again. Sorry about that. You were <laughs> privy to information through your uh, being in part of Mensa. Yeah. And you were realizing that there's more shit going on. Yeah. I I mean, I. it's not like they were telling me things. It's not like they. you get you go to your induction and they're like, by the way, aliens are real. Right. You, but you go to your first function and you see these people working and existing and speaking to to each other in a way that you've never seen people interact before, especially me at that age. And I, there's something that that, right when I went into the first, my first meeting, I could tell that the way that they look at you, there's something that they're not telling you. And like, there's something that they know that you could be, you could know one day if you like stay the course. If you stay, show that you're going to play ball. Exactly. And I did for a while because I was too curious. And then when I started to notice things in my life that were becoming affected by my involvement with Mensa, I 
boot scooted quickly. You left Mensa. I I mean I just don't pay my fees anymore. I'm still I guess I'm still. What is fees for Mensa? It's um well it, if I since I got I since I was in from a very young age, it was like I had one fee of like fifteen hundred dollars a year. A year. Yeah, and then it goes up. Like as your tax bracket and as you get older, um, but yeah, that was that was my fee. That's all I know. And I, yeah, I, I just, I. That's couldn't. crazy. Yeah. Uh, earlier, I, I, this is technically my third podcast today. Mm-hmm. I just oh, love wow. to talk, and Shit. it's never enough. And <laughs> I, the first one I did was with a guy named Murray, and he does road stories. He was telling me he was on the road, and he told me a couple things. One, everywhere he stopped, he was he was doing military stuff. Everywhere he stopped, some of their gigs would get cut short because who they were about to entertain had to take off to go do a mission. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we're going to Somalia, you know, Somalia. And he's like, I didn't know we were in Somalia. And then he was on the news. He was, you know, he'd watch the news on where he's going. He'd watch the BBC. Yeah. uh, You know, uh, what's the other one? Um, The the Arab news organization. Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera that was here for a short time and whose fatal flaw was not changing the name of their channel. That was a, that was it was hard to take for a lot of, it was not palatable for a lot of people a, a lot cuz they hear el uh, jazeera they, they hear el, el yeah. qaeda that's yeah. what they heard they yeah. they associate with it they which should. is wrong but it's totally wrong yeah, but, but it was great news report it mm-hmm. was like what everybody pines for it it was yeah i mean it, it could have been something really great and informational but that's why it was stopped yeah it like yeah, you can never know too much. <laughs> oh, so they're like, okay, we got to pull the plug on this. this is, you're telling everybody too much see, shit. This is the problem. Wow, you're with, going, that's deep. Well, that's, I mean, I fully Go believe deep. it. Go. Like, that's the problem with believing in conspiracy theory because once you see it, you can't unsee it. So once you once you believe it, you can't unbelieve it. Like, right. if something is telling true information, if something, because there's, what we see, our news media is not, <laughs> it's, real. it's not real. It's, it's it's but you might call it fake news. It's you would definitely call it fake news and I I mean it starts from every aspect of government and it leaks into what we see and what we know. And so if there's something that's off brand like Al Jazeera who isn't being informed by police informants is not informed by the government in any way is uh, like independently funded that has the opportunity to give you some real information that's gonna be shut down in a second and that's a big problem they probably couldn't find a lot of advertising people didn't want to advertise because corporations didn't want that message out yeah and you know he was saying what murray was saying when he's down the road he's watching these these other news orgs and he was hearing so much about drone strikes mm-hmm. and the hits and you know it was so interesting watching oliver uh oliver stone's whole doc on the untold story of American history Mm -hmm. and how he really painted like Barack Obama as not black Jesus like everybody wanted him to be Mm -hmm. when we elected him and I elect I vote for him the first time thinking there was going to be a little change that maybe I fell for it and it's this weird kind of who gives a shit I mean that's okay we'll get into that I'll talk about (laughs) you but it was just like it's what you're saying is like the control of information yeah and it's very interesting. Now, I was going to ask you about Pizzagate and all that stuff, and you're like, "Fuck that noise! I don't care about that." Because <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, you think it's all like what your exact words were? It's all uh, um, uh, it's, misdirection. Or it's what? all yeah, it's all shadow government. It's I I have I have no 
there's there's no doubt in my mind that what we see as government officials, what we see as elected officials, are just puppet people. Yes. I, they don't make any real decisions. You think that the in our eyes, the greatest country in the entire world, you think we're going to know the names of the people who are actually controlling this country? Of course not. And uh, who so, do you think is actually? I have no clue. That's I, I have no clue. And that's the thing about this kind of stuff is that, like, I don't have facts. I just have... Ob- like it's ob- obvious to me that yes. they would never like like I thought it was like there was a lot of talk about the Rothschilds but I then I saw then I heard about Glencore and then I'm like mm-hmm. it's not one group it's a a bunch of groups of people who own different parts of the big empire yeah. you know where they're like these guys own the banking but these guys own the infrastructure and these guys own own stuff like that. I and mean, you know about the like Federal Trade Union and like the like America was founded on masonry. Yeah. The the uh, our our system of uh, highways and the city planning is based on like a messianic not messianic that's masonic uh ideology that is meant to confuse us. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, the masons like Every founding father was a Mason. Okay. So that's the oldest cult. I mean, in my the oldest American cult. I sh- that's not true worldwide right. whatsoever. But um, that's how America was founded. So obviously we're founded on secrecy, and there's no way that the things that are actually going to affect us, you're not going to know the face of the person who's doing that. And I, I don't know who that person is. It's the shadow government, which is a crazy thing to say. I know, but... You know, there has been reports from people who have left Area 51 who have said, without a shadow of doubt, that's... No pun intended. Yeah, thank you. Um, There is a shadow government, and we are being informed by interdimensional beings. Okay. Which is where it gets kind of like, ooh. But, like, you know, I I believe that. (laughs) So you were telling me that you don't believe... You don't really care about Pizzagate because you think it's a distraction, let's say, from mm-hmm. what's really going on and that you're into a certain type of magic. Is that correct? I'm into chaos magic, for Ka- sure. Please explain <laughs> to us what chaos magic is. Well, first you have to, like me, first you have to abandon your ideas of what reality is completely. Okay. Um, and then once you've torn down every every respect of like society and, and what you've been told or taught, then you can start to like explore the ideas of chaos magic. Okay. Which basically is the idea that what you see in front of you, what's tangible, what's physical in front of you, is uh, all part of a greater consciousness. Okay. And you are, it's kind of like Satanism in that, like you are. Did working- Satanism get a bad rap? Oh my God! I mean, satanic panic is a very real thing. Satanism does not. But did it get a bad rap in the sense that everybody labeled it as this, this horrible thing? Yeah. When maybe it isn't what it is. It just they put a devil horn guy and associate with him, and then yeah, uh, when like the the opposite of McDonald's, where you're like, you see a clown, you know it's a happy thing. You see the fucking demon dude, now it's a horrible. thing. It's all iconography. Uh, Satanism is is I consider myself a Satanist. You do? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh the, wow, Aaron, how do you feel that? How's that? How's your Christian values feel about being so close to someone? But who here's loves the thing: it's Satan. just it's I'm, con- I'm an atheist. You are fabulous. That's yeah. but that's exactly that's what Satanism is. It's 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 contrarianism. So you're not saying I believe it. Like the devil is not a figure in Satanism. It's not some dude downstairs going, "Come on." The devil is a Judeo-Christian construct. Yes, I agree with that. Whereas. Satan is the idea of 
opposing Satan in what language? Mother God, fuck. What is Nobody it? listening to this will ever know. Okay, in a language, yes. Satan means to oppose. So it's just saying, because the story of the devil, quote unquote, fallen angel, whatever, is that he basically was like, oh God, actually the love that I feel from you, I feel from my fellow man. Why can't I just recreate that as much as I want? And God was like, but I'm, I'm the one. Right. I, you, I make you feel good. Yeah. It's like that dude in Sister Wives. Like, why do you get all the puss? Like, yeah. share the love. Everybody, Everybody can push. feel good. Everyone should be able to bang these cafeteria ladies. Exactly. Huh? The sister wives should be banging each other. Yeah. They need to find love. Yeah. So that's all Satanism is. It's finding individuality within a global consciousness, within a united consciousness. You understand that we're all connected, but you say, no, I make decisions as long as it doesn't hurt me and as long as it doesn't hurt somebody else. I make decisions that are uniquely right for myself. Wow, that's a very interesting thing to say. That's that's so like that's really what all I talk about is like I'm cool with you doing whatever the fuck you want as long as you're not hurting another yeah. living being, not stealing from anybody, not hurting the elderly or not fucking kids basically. It's not not that's, harming children. That's harming. That's, you I mean, pretty much can do whatever you want. And that's what kills me about Satanism too is that everyone thinks that it's like ritual child abuse, but one of the pillars of Satanism is that you should you never harm mentally Physically, emotionally, you never harm a child because they're the people, they're the ones who are going to understand, like, what humanism is as opposed to, like, religion or whatever. When you hear, okay, and I know you don't believe in this, but when Mm. you hear that Pizzagate (laughs) is, is, uh, they're into Satanism and you hear that, like, jay-z and beyond like that's a big thing in in rap and Mm hip-hop now is that there's supposedly this occult part of it where it's like you know the whole blood what's it called when somebody dies and you get you get you sacrifice them oh yeah yeah, blood something no blood ritual it's called a blood wedding or something something like that where like they die you know somebody you sacrifice somebody and then you get all your dreams come true some shit what that is not satanism that's not satanism that is just some weird shit just like just like extremists are not muslim yeah, that is not Satanism. Okay. So you can, of course, you can take there's somebody, there are people. Crowley, Alistair Crowley, is an evil man, and he took the idea, the really lovely and contrarian and kind of weird freak idea of Satanism, and made it something really dark to play up on the wants and desires of very rich people. So basically, what they did with the Nazi symbol, which was a peace symbol. Right. From That's uh, what they've Native Americans, and Satan. back in the day, they turned it into uh, a symbol of hatred. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Satanism is just about ex- freedom of expression and celebrating individuality and celebrating the idea that nothing, anything that somebody else is saying to you can. Ne- I, I'm, I tend to be very solipsistic, which means that the only thing that exists is what's directly in front of me. Okay. So. That is kind of the idea of Satanism. You can take you take things at face value and you internalize them and you create from that what you think is right. Which is so amazing because I talk about that like stop watching the news. Yeah. Stop watching the news. Just deal with what's in front of you. It's just noise. To the best you can. Because let's say a bomb gets dropped out, there's nothing you can do about it. I yeah, I've given I've abandoned all sort of like 
it's bad because like social actions are things that are tangible and whereas where I know in my heart I don't feel like I can ever truly make a difference because what's happening what's in play is so much larger than me or you or anybody yeah but there's certain things like you know the like fight for Planned Parenthood like there's certain things that I truly believe in and will fight for um because it's the right thing to do and it's something I believe in that being said I do believe that everything that we're being that everything that we see and everything that we're being shown is carefully constructed and shown to us yes and it's all I believe that this like is the beginning of a new renaissance because it's the abandonment of hope which is the start of any great renaissance like if you like think about the like art renaissance from um like greek like ancient greece and whatever and rome so they or that was the that was philosophy renaissance but like you abandon all hope and so community can build from that and then create an entire new way of thinking and that is not on accident yes that's given to us right and we think that we're ha- we have some sort of coup we think that we're having some sort of like societal revolution you think even the revolution is controlled yeah we're, Why would they want a revolution? We're sheep herders. Because they're, well, they're sheep herders. We're the sheep. Because because it's it it ushers us into a new school of thought. It demonizes a new enemy and it distracts us from something that's actually maybe going on. Is it almost like when Which the creator in the Matrix crazy. is like, we gave them the perfect life and they mm-hmm. weren't happy with that, so we had to give them some some bullshit and some the ang- something to get angry about. Yeah. And then they thought they were alive. But nothing, I don't believe that anything they do is for us. I think it's for the advancement of either science or self-interest or for the interest of a very select few. I don't think that anything they do is like, well, we built this society for them. Like, why can't they be happy? I don't think they give a shit if we're happy. They they build something for us so we can stay out of their way and they can do what they're going to do and develop what they're going to develop with because we're distracted by Donald Trump. We should be distracted by, like, we should, there's certain things we should be distracted by, and I'm for that, because okay. I I like that hierarchy. Okay. I crave authority. Right. So I don't mind living within that construct. Okay. But I know it's there. You know it's crazy. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. Now, do you believe, you said it's a distraction by aliens. Is that shadow group aliens? Oh, very possible, yeah. Aliens are controlling everything. I don't think aliens have the capacity to, like, like, press the nuclear button, but, like, I definitely 100% believe that aliens are already working with, and I sound crazy when I say this, but I do believe that aliens are already at Area 51 just because of confirmed reports from uh, former workers, of which are well-documented over the course of many, many, many years. I was on Joe Rogan's podcast, and we were talking about, and I go, yeah, he brought up Area 51, and I was like, yeah, and they sued the government, and he's like, no, you don't work at Area 51, and sued the guy. I go, dude, they did sue the government. And they looked it up. The people who worked at mm-hmm. the base that didn't exist sued the U.S. government. Yeah. Like, how crazy is that? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, it's trauma. Like, that's there's so many reports and there's so many confirmed and from distinguished people, not from like nut jobs, from people who you can look up and you can see their their papers. What's going on in Area 51? I've heard a lot about it. Yeah. You know, I wanted to get into Edgewood. I wanted to get in because I think it, so much. it just lives. Let's start with, I, I want to get to uh, Area 51 yeah. towards the end uh, because w- that's been kind of explored a little while. You brought up some, like, I really want to do this podcast because I just want to hear 
all the different theories that are out there. I really love it, and mm-hmm. I love to hear it. It's like I do podcasts about things I love. I rant. I do a sports podcast, and I have this one. And uh, I, you, you brought up Edgewood for me, and yeah. I did a little research on that. And it's like it's very interesting to me because it goes to show me that that when people can't believe that certain people do false flag stuff, you know, that the government would never do something like that. I go, there's a history of this. Yeah, there's time and time again. It and happens. I've never heard of the edge word, even though I've heard of like MK Ultra, Ultra and yeah. all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so get, if you can get into a uh, real like what it what was Edgewood for our listeners who might not know what it was. So I'm um, uh, so. Edgewood is very similar to MK Ultra. Only um, MK Ultra, they were doing L- LSD testing on uh, volunteers to try which to was the whole idea behind Stranger Things. Exactly, Eleven is supposed to be like a, su- a subject from MK Ultra to cr- try to create a super soldier. Yeah. Um, and uh, that didn't work. It was just a bunch of people on acid screaming at walls. And so they were like, oh, shit, oops. And then um, after World War II, Edgewood, which was a government facility, it was an Edgewood, uh, it was an arsenal center. So they would create, they did do, they did do, I will say they did do some really great things. They did chemical and, psychode- and psychedelic warfare testing. But because of that, they created the Kevlar vest, the bulletproof vest, and they created a early um, iteration of cancer treatment, of chemotherapy. Therapy. Okay. So they did some cool, good things. But what, so, but but at the end of the day, really they were things. they were doing human testing on they, yeah, U.S. On, citizens. The, no, it was on U.S. soldiers. U.S. soldiers. Yes, because this. So whereas the point of MK Ultra was to create a super soldier, to create a super spy. So in that way, they couldn't be a soldier to begin with because that are already had like uniformity conditioned into them. At Edgewood, their intentions were good in that they were testing these things on U.S. soldiers, the top 25% of U.S. soldiers were tested to try to prevent future chemical and psychedelic warfare. The top? Top 25%. They would take the top 25% of, like, the infantry, the troops. They took our best? They took our best. And did tests on them? Yeah. That's, to me, it's crazy. Yeah, so they did. There was different levels of testing. Like, they bought... it's. Crazy because the bottom twenty five percent they would take to do weapon testing, and by weapon testing that means something super nefarious, which basically means that they would um, there's I can't remember what it's called I think it's called like BK twelve but there's some acid and it's it's not like fun cool acid it's acid that you put on your skin that would cut off every nerve ending you have it you would just like you would feel like you were encased inside of your own body in just one drop on your arm and so that. That was that. And then they did um, uh, sarin gas testing and psychedelic testing on the top 25%. So sarin gas is, I don't know if you know anything about the cult Om Shinrikyo. No, it's but it. it's Well, it, that's a whole thing. But there was a cult in the 90s called in Japan called Om Shinrikyo that um, poisoned. Oh, in the, uh, in the subway. Yeah, where they poisoned thousands of people with sarin gas, which in its purest form can kill you. It will kill you within 15 seconds. Um, they would take a small dose of sarin gas and uh, test it on these top 25% of soldiers and see how they could eliminate the effects of it and see how quickly they worked. And it was horrifying. And then that's that's horrifying in a very tangible, physical way. 
what I find the most disturbing is the psychedelic testing, okay. where they would. So you, this testing is worse than the acid on your body. Like, oh my god! Oh my god I, I would, I would choose that any day. I would choose sarin gas any day over what they did to these people because they broke them. Like a couple people who made it out, who survived these testings went on to kill their entire families like they don't you don't survive that you don't mentally survive that kind of abuse and what were the tests they were being that were being done they would oh god so just very base level they would have something called gas chambers which is uh really interesting to name something a gas chamber right when world war ii ended it's like haven't you learned so um they would have these gas chambers where they would dose these uh the top 20 uh, part of the top 25 percent of uh the soldiers that like and these are smart soldiers too these are not just this is not just like the guns and the metal these are like strategists and whatnot and they would give them a hundred times the legal dose of lsd and just fucking see what happens and they would do social experiments where they would take them oh my god you have to hear i'll send it to you there's um (laughs) audio because this is all documented as well. There's audio of one soldier who was, like, the sergeant of his class. And they gave him 100 times the legal dose of LSD. And that you have – and this is not like you have, like, cool, chill people and you're, like, on a trip and it's really intense, but that's okay. These you're not are going camping military, with your girlfriend. Exactly. These are military officials screaming at your face, demanding you – recite information and seeing how hard it is for you to do it and so you're just being abused for hours and hours and hours and the audio that i'm talking about there's this poor guy who what's the name of the audio i, I have to find it and then send it to you please I'll, I'll upload it it's, but you can find it like if you do um edgewood oh there's a there's a um there's a wonderful documentary called trip to edgewood that um has real footage and real audio from the testing that they did both on animals and on humans because once they were done with animals they were like let's do it to humans yeah that's eventually where it goes right so they're yelling at this guy they're like saying first of all they they say how do you feel and he can't answer the question and so from that they're like great let's make him do times tables so they're like yelling at at him to multiply and subtract and divide and then they're like asking him all these strategic questions and they're saying I'm going to recite this to you. You have to recite it back to me. So it's basically like you're in an IQ test for hours after taking 100 times legal dose of LSD. And so that's like, that's tough, but that's not the worst of it. Um, I think the worst thing, the worst thing that I've heard from these experiments were, was that they took five guys and one of them, they didn't dose at all. And then four of them they or no and then three of them they dosed with 100 times legal limit and then one of them they dosed with like 250 times legal limit and the guy that they decided to dose with that extreme amount was like five foot two he was like a he's like a data analyst like he was like not supposed to be there and they set up so keep in mind one person is sober but nobody knows what's going on with anybody else in the room and they set up almost like a movie set like they have pictures of it you can see it they set up like a movie set like a a panic room and they were like here's the problem and if they don't tell them this is fake they're like they blindfold them they bring them to the spot and they're like you guys are the best we have, and if you don't solve this within 36 hours, everyone's going to die. And so they're all freaking the fuck out. And that you have this one, like, uh, tiny man uh. who's just, like, shaking back and forth, like, oh, my God, I see monsters. And then you see the effects on the sober person who starts to go insane. And the small guy is one of the people who killed himself and his whole family. 
um, like 25 years after this. And, oh my God. And it's, it's just horrifying to hear the stories that come out of here. Cause it's, they, they mess with people. What is the purpose of that? I, okay. I get it. I get doing it for like six months. They did it from 1955 until 1977. What? You, it takes me five seconds to see somebody on LSD and be like, you're good for nothing. Oh, I just saw, I went to a concert, everybody was on Molly. I'm like, okay, these kids are all fucked up. Exactly. They all look like melted candles. Exactly. You're not going to get any information out of these people. You're not going to learn anything. And that's what kills me about it, too, is that they're not learning anything. Yeah, they're so just, it's almost 20 years of just giving people acid. Lab rats. And, and, yeah. and nothing... Did we get it? I mean, we got the vest. We got a couple. But yeah, like, the, vest. the purpose of this is to just see how people react, or to, can we use this as a, a weapon? It started as it started as a how do we protect our soldiers from this new weapon that is LSD? Because that's how they thought about they they thought of it as a weapon. They thought that people were going to use it to dose our soldiers. They thought they're going to put it in our water supply, which turns out they did it to us. Like yes. the government dosed our water supply in With Harlem acid. during MK Ultra. They dosed an entire Oh my god. They dosed like four blocks of New York with acid. What? Yeah. And when? they did an entire in, during MK Ultra during like 1940s. Really? Yeah. And they France dosed an entire town with acid. With acid. They put in the water supply. I think it was in like Harlem or something where we did it, where MK Ultra did it. But yeah, so they're doing this. They're doing this shit for. Well, first of all, it started out as like, how do we protect our soldiers? This is a new warfare. We're gonna take the best we have because we know that they can take it. And then they were like, ooh, this is fun. And they just decided to they keep going. They just got bored. They got well, scientists. Weird. They had a. They had a. They had their own Mangala. And I can't believe that I don't remember his name. It like is killing me. I think it starts with a CH or something. But it's like it's killing me that I, I smoke way too much weed to remember this guy's name. Mensa, but what are you doing? I'm trying to destroy my brain. It's all right, don't I'm, worry tr I'm trying to. I have another super smart friend. She's like, I got in a car accident, knocked 20 IQ points off, and I, I, I'm much happier. I, I try. That's what I try to do because I stay up all night just thinking about this stuff. I love it. It's so I need to. I'll have you on all the time. I'm glad to be here. I have a lot of things to say. I would love it. I, <laughs> I would so, love it. Yeah. So I mean, that's it's it kills it breaks my heart because you you see these people, especially especially homeless people. That's why every time I see a homeless person, I'm gonna give them a dollar. I don't care if people are like they they're just getting drugs. They just want alcohol. Good. Sedate these people because most of them are products of our government in one way or another. I every time I see an older homeless man, I'm like, oh my god, you were in Edgewood. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's what you think when you see a homeless guy? For sure. I for sure think that there's it's either like oh my god you have you have a psychological disorder and you don't have the money or resources to take or care anybody of it. in your life who cares or anybody in your life who cares or I think like okay you were a product of our government and that's they did this to you has anybody called in okay so it's done all right I thought okay duh I thought we'd take some calls I find <laughs> that so in so. They do the MK Ultra. We get a vest out of it. Well, that's Edgewood. We get the vest. We get the vest. MK Ultra, we didn't get shit. We didn't get nothing. No. And then now we have Area 51, and yeah. which is in Nevada? Yeah. We're in Nevada. Area 51. Is that what's called? Next to a town called Rachel, actually, which is my name. Um, yeah. Have you ever gone there? No, I don't want to do that. Why? Because I'm trying to, I, as, I'm, bad at it because i go on podcasts and i have a 
an entire YouTube channel almost dedicated to it, but I try to stay off as many grids as possible. <laughs> I try to stay away from that kind of stuff because I already, my computer's been turned into a brick before. Like, I'm for sure on lists, and I don't need to be Oh, I'm shot. on a list for yeah. sure. I don't need to, like, Do you think hunted. that they would shoot you? I think that they would kill me. Why? <laughs> but I also don't think I'm important enough to kill. That's my whole thing. Yeah, I don't think I'm important enough to kill or anything, but I definitely, like, my computer's been turned into a brick twice. What do you mean by that? Like, it, a page, like a, like a, and people, like, when I say this, people are like, oh my God, that was just like a virus. I know, I know the difference. Hi. Um, but it's, it's my computer like had this thing that came up and that said like it was searching all my files it was just going through all my files and then my whole computer turned black and I had to like take it I had to like get a new computer the first time and then the second time I had to completely replace all my software and this was both of these times was when I was researching a video that I was doing for conspiracy theories well one of them was for cults in general but I was in the t at in the moment I was uh I think that I was researching the masonry the um like the way that our cities are built and how that reflects uh, like a, a masonry uh, genesis, basically. Um, and both of those times, my computer was turned into a brick. Really? Yeah. So I, I, I don't feel a need to go. Like if I had the opportunity when I was younger to take a path that would lead me to the government. And that was laid out very explicitly when I was brought into Mensa. That was laid out very explicitly you know to me. You know what they say? A bunch of brainiacs that they, they if you play you, your cards right, you can go deep into the... Basically, they were like, you need to take these aptitude tests. So I took aptitude tests that would, like, that would delegate me to the, like, part of the government that I should be working in, basically. And, um, what I, at the time I was so stupid, I was, I mean, I was 15, like, I didn't know, but it put me into a path that would basically be like strategist and researcher. And I was like, right. that's so lame. But now looking back on it, I'm like, oh, that doesn't mean what I think it means. Um, I should have just done it. Cause I would like to, if I, I would like to be a part of it. <laughs> be a part of the, uh, just a shadow government. Yeah. I would totally do that. Well, maybe you should put that out there and they'll come get you. I would abandon my whole family. No, I love my mom so much. Would but you? You would literally abandon your family because to be in the middle of this whole thing, like, like when they go, listen, like with the whole thing when the uh, CIA got busted, yeah, like faking videos, sure. And the guys like the guy in the video supposedly gets beheaded, and they're like, it's a fake Those video, are propaganda like, videos. Yeah. yeah, the guy getting beheaded, there's a good chance he doesn't get to talk to his family ever again, right? Oh, for sure. He never talks to them again. Yeah. Like the whole thing about the, uh, you know, like the fake plane flying into the 9-11, the that yeah. that wasn't really the plane. Those people are either shot in the side dead or they're not there. Yeah. You know, I have a, re I, I have a hard time with 9-11 because I, I heard a very convincing theory. and I, I try That it really happened? No, oh. no, no. I try not to be a truther about 9-11 because so many lives are lost and you just don't want to be disrespectful to other people's right, families. Right. So I totally respect that. But I did hear, oh, God, there's this great theory because it's about masonry. All right. So George W. Bush is part of, like, the obviously part of, like, the Mason Illuminati. Yeah, I think he got is. in on a so, voucher. Right. So there's there's an Al, <laughs> there's an Alistair, Crow, Alistair Crowley who I was talking about before who was, like, 
deep into Satanism. So he was very close with Larry King. Right. Um, and Larry they King's had Larry King's in on it. Larry, well, Larry King is it. Do you know the Larry? The, you're saying Larry the King is the highest level of it. Larry King is the worst person alive right now. What? Oh, a worse than Kissinger. I would take. I don't that dude. Uh, Aaron goes with anything. But you're going Larry King. Hi, Larry King here. Larry King he is... He did beg his wife's sister. So that is pretty scumbag. That's not the worst of it. What is the worst that Larry King did? Okay, so not... I can't now believe, we're cooking with some I serious gas. I can't believe that this is so well buried that, like, I, as a 24-year-old woman, know this. Like, I, I love that you're 24. I, I, it's so dumb, it's I know. It's so hot. It's so dumb. I, in the conspiracy I have, theories I have, and Latina, I'm in. <laughs> um, so, basically, Larry King... Um, he back in like the early 2000s, I think maybe late 90s, early 2000s, he was brought in on multiple charges of child sex, like organizing child sex ring. So Larry King. Yes. He hello, has, hello, CNN. He he. There are horrifying stories about. There's this one girl when she was 14 years old was made to go to his party, was sedated, sat on a couch, dressed like a Lolita, dressed like a little girl, sat on his couch, and his rules were: you can do anything you want with her, but you can't fuck her. And she had to just live the rest of her life just knowing that Larry King and all of his fucking minions just put their gross 70 year old hands all over her tiny little boobs. It's really gross. How would, is there any confirmation of this? You can go back and look at court records. Court records. Larry court King's records. shady as fuck. Larry King is the worst of them. And he he this is that's another thing that bothers me is that they hide behind Satanism. They hide behind this idea of How deep is this shit? It's the deepest that you can ever imagine. It is what we are based on. Can it's, I ask I'm going to throw out names you tell me if they're Satanists. Uh, well, Satanists I see that's hard because they they excuse they call themselves Satanists to excuse their be, to excuse their horrifying behavior to Should say Should we that, call them scumbags? Like we, what No, no, it? they're they're Masons. Masons. They're Masons. They're, this is what the closest to I don't Illuminati is fake. This is but this is the closest to there's what no you could consider. There's no such thing as Illuminati. But it's there's there's factions that you could consider that would Skull maybe... and crossbones, they're Masons? So, Masons, exactly. Is Obama a Mason? I don't think so. I think he's a puppet. You think he's like the Manchurian I think, candidate? I think he's I think he's our hope puppet. And I think our his exact foil we're seeing now. Would you say he's the Wayne Brady of <laughs> of of politics? I in, really hope not. In that he's like uh he was just this lovable black guy that got like we are so over white dudes are like we gotta get somebody in different like we gotta yeah. get them change without them seeing change i mean he he is a well-bred beacon of hope he is he is a well-calculated beacon of hope i watched him last week yeah i know you don't want to get into the russian hacks because you think it's all <laughs> distraction and i do think it's bullshit but i watched him literally just lied to the country. And yeah. I couldn't, I, I, my girlfriend was laying down and I was like, oh my God. But that's the most honest thing he's ever done. She's like, she's like, what? I go, he's lying to the country. Mm -hmm. Like, bold faced lie. And I couldn't believe when I was, I was like, I was shocked because everything is controlled. Everything mm -hmm. is done. You know that San Bernardino shooting? I've talked about this before. I watched the story change. Yeah. I watched the story change from four black, four white men in black fatigue mm -hmm. 
Military fatigue, walking through, shooting everybody, mm -hmm. to this Islamic couple shot up everything. It's rhetoric. I mean, because we see we see glimpses of truth, and then it turns into something much, much darker. Well, you which know, is, what I got into the uh, – finish your sentence. I don't I think – I don't even know what I was saying. I'm sure it wasn't important. It, well, it – uh, you know, the Boston bo massacre, the Boston mm, bombing is yeah. a super tragic thing. But there are pictures of, like, white men in black fatigue hanging out in groups and, like, shady-ass shit going on and, like, a backpack that one kid's carrying does look like the backpack that is the one that I mean, like, there's crazy stuff going on. I and now you got this Mark nothing. Wahlberg movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I No, I believe nothing. I just... What? The, the fact that Margaret is like part. running around going, America, America. And I put that out like, can't wait to see Mark Wahlberg's propaganda movie. Someone goes, are you talking about, are you talking about the Boston Marathon? And I'm like, okay. I'm so scared because like I know I'm going to get so much shit. But like it just, I, I, can't, you, I can't, I can't even pretend to fake to believe this rhetoric. Like I can't. I I don't have it in me. I don't have a poker face. I can't hear something like this and see something like this. And I got, ooh, I got into such a bad argument with my parents the other day because um, we're Jewish and they were talking about this movie they saw that was like deeply Zionist talking about the IDF and all this stuff. And I didn't say anything about Zionism. I didn't say anything about Israel. I didn't say anything about whatever. All I said was I would implore you to consider your source because there's a – the fakest thing in the world is a documentary. Yeah. Um, that that's there. It's all, you're always in the pocket of somebody. All I'm saying is I explore, I, I would implore you. Are to, your parents to, extremely smart too? My parents, my parents are very smart, but they're not like, they don't want to hear it. They, they're, they're of the mind of like, it's just, e j Rachel, it's just easier. Like just, it's okay. That's 100% correct. Yeah. And it is easier. It is. It's so, no, it's so much easier, but it's so much more fun. Oh, uh, that's my whole thing. I love all the crazy conspiracies out there. But it, that's because it informs the type of person that you become. And like, I am a more interesting, a more like expressive and I do what I want because I know it doesn't matter. Right. 100%. Like, I, all the time do exactly what I want to do because I know that nothing matters and that there's a freedom in that. There is. So like, w which is why I practice chaos magic because like I what know. What involved in chaos magic? How do you <laughs> practice it? What is involved in it? So it's just. Like, do you guys play card games? No like, is card there like games. It's a very, it's a, a chance? very, it's a very personal experience. Okay. Um, the way that I like to practice, chaos magic is I've been, pra I've been, I've been studying chaos magic for about a year. But I still know nothing. I know nothing. And like, if I even began to try to explain, so you're it, like I a white belt in karate right I'm, now. I'm like a yellow belt. You're like a yellow I'm belt. Like, I'm up belt. to the masturbation sigils, but I like haven't. You have to masturbate in it a lot. There's there there there's a power of intention. There's a, there's a power of like release of energy that. Do you need any friends to help that, you? <laughs> that's so nice of you. Yeah. But like sigils are very personal. Experience. Okay. But no, there's like that's the like. And that's it's informed my ideas about sex a lot too, is because it's it's the release of energy, and with that release of energy, right. you can set your intention out because right. that's when you're like the most vulnerable, and that's when you're the most likely to uh, to manifest the things that you want for yourself. Right. So like, I create sigils. So what are those? Basically, you say your intention. So like, 
let's say my intention is I want to become a more, I want to be more respectful of other people's perspectives, even though I don't believe them. Okay. So I would write that sentence down. You cross okay. out all the vowels and you cross out all the repeating consonants. And then from the remaining letters, you, de- you deconstruct the letters and you create a symbol. And you, once you've created that symbol, you've manifested it. It's tangible. You no longer can dwell on it or think about it because it's a, there's a physical representation that you carry with you. And you can look so at it. you get rid it. of the vowels. You, and you get rid of the, the <laughs> repeating re- consonants, so okay. you're just left with a few T's and some yeah, X's you and, may, stuff. and you design your own little like yeah, like then, arts and crafts style. Yeah, I'm done with I'll, that. I'll show you one, and um, then. So you do this, and that's just like a normal sigil. You carry it with you. Don't think about it. You just put it in your pocket. Put it like right. I have. A, I have a sigil that I can't tell you what it's about mm. because, or else it wouldn't work. Okay. Oh, um, so you can't tell your friends about your sigil? No, it's like a birthday wish. You got to keep it. Got to keep it secret. Gotta really keep it safe. Really. Because it's it's because once you you can never speak it again. Once you've created that sigil, you can never speak those words again because you're you've already you've it, you've created a perfect thought. So you can only create a sigil. You can only write down your intention once you've marinated in that thought for it could be. I I one time created a sigil after I was like marinating in an intention for like six months or 20 minutes. It depends on how deep that need is. So like if it's super deep and you really need to understand why you need this thing and you need to understand what the, what tools you have to create this thing, to create reality from it. Um, once you fully understand that, then you can put it down onto paper. And once you put it down onto paper, you've created it. How do you know when you've got enough of it? What do you mean? How do you know when you understand enough to ma- create the sigil? It's personal. It's once you truly feel, you have to be honest with yourself and say, like, I understand why I need this. I understand what in my tangible life, what I can do to create an environment that will allow this intention to become reality. What? Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Why did you go six months? What happened at month six that you're I like, felt oh, ready. snaps? I just because I was marinating it. It was something that I like. It was it was a problem, and I, I I'm it's it's good now. Like it's better now, and that's it's a process. But there's it was a problem that I had struggled with my entire life. It was a personality thing. It was something that like I would always hold back from other people, and like I I can talk about it now because I've already manifested that right. sigil. Like right. I I don't carry that sigil right. with me anymore. I got it because I I'm living that sigil. Yes. I am a living representation of that sigil. Okay, interesting. So basically, I I kept like all this stuff I kept inside of me because I was trying to become. Um, like a corporate version of myself. I was trying to acquiesce to society. Once I stopped doing that is when my success came. You know, I find that so interesting because I've been doing that as well. Even mm -hmm. this podcast, even though I only did one episode of it, I felt like there was a real like, hey, dude, I really like that. And, you know, I know, you know, I've had some great guests on it and I want to keep doing it. And it's just like I... You know, in comedy, do you do stand-up? Are you stand-up? You were just hanging out That that scares me. I don't like, yeah. Well, I was doing a, a podcast. I was doing a wrestling podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a real push to assimilate in comedy, mm-hmm. and it's 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 deep. Everybody's in on it, and it's like whether they mean it or not, they try to get rid of people mm-hmm. who don't do it the way they do it. So what you have to do is get so big they can't get rid of you. And that the guy be like, well, it's him. It's how he does it. A great example is a wonderful comedy club is a comedy magic club. They're wonderful people. The food is great. 
it's a wonderful town. But they are a clean comedy club, unless you're humongous. Mm-hmm. When you're huge, you can just do whatever you want there, and it's just the way it goes, and that's fine. But that's pretty much where it goes. So if you don't play ball, right, you have to get so – it's almost like they'll fuck you until you can fuck them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like – so part of me, even though I'm much older than you, I, I go through this – you know this thing. Twenty-seven. Do, yeah, yeah. I'm a. I'm a. I, I've seen. I lived a hard life. Gross. You know. I just <laughs> went. You know. You don't. Hey, listen. You have. You have your freedoms to do these sigils. Okay. Sigils. Sigils. Because I went out there and fought some bad people out there. Yo, you were in the war. In the war. Cool. I don't want. Can't tell you the name, but Mom? just know you're free because of it. <laughs> Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks. No problem. But uh. The po- it's just like you see be- people getting pushed out, getting pushed out, getting pushed out because they don't play the ball and they don't do the fun, festive stuff that people. And you see it with uh, political correctness. I know you work on a, a YouTube channel that features women, and I, I very mm-hmm. much love that. But I also see there's a little backlash against men too going on right now who didn't do anything, you know. And that's a whole different podcast. But I, I, what you said there really resonated with me. Yeah. That you know. That it's okay just to be different with who you are, and I tell people like that a lot. Well, well, that's the that's a pillar of Satanism. Once you allow yourself to feel pleasure, then the rest of your life will fall into that category. The rest of your life will become pleasurable. Once I allowed myself to be myself and then stop apologizing for things that maybe some other people would consider wrong or bad, which I do many things that people would consider wrong or bad. Once you stop caring about that and start feeling pleasure in it and knowing that you're not harming anybody and knowing that you're only expressing love and you're like only expressing goodness. How do you rebrand it? Then we got to wrap it up. How do you rebrand mm-hmm. the, this went so fast, right? <laughs> it's an hour almost, right? Or is it an hour? Ooh, Holy shit. Right. Wow. That really flew. Yeah, I told you that's <laughs> you know, flies when you're having fun. And it's, it's, it's something I could talk about forever and i didn't uh, even get to tell you about masturbation sigils can we do two seconds of masturbation sigils he's a married man he'd love to hear it from a you want to hear about masturbation sigils yes of course oh they're Let's amazing pop okay here's a masturbation sigil you create a sigil just like i told you about before and you place it you put it in a place where you can see it and touch yourself okay and so like here and you're here generally because you don't want to like you don't want to like creak your head or like right. hurt your neck or anything right. so right. in front of you on like on your ceiling I always put them on my ceilings because that's easiest and you don't use porn you don't use anything you don't think about fucking you just look at the sigil and you start to like fuck yourself you 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 jack right. off okay and you like what do you call it diddling I don't Finger call blasting? it that no I don't call it it's I call not- it masturbating it's called masturbating. It's called masturbating. Okay, I like that. Grown ass woman. I respect that. It's masturbating. But you did call it jacking off. For, for you. Guys. <laughs> for you, it's a delicate masturbation. For guys, me, it's I've a seen, power fucking. I've seen guys jack off, and it's like very silly. When a woman masturbates, I feel there's a lot of candles and yawning. Um, definitely incense in my, in my place. But yeah, so you masturbate until like you start to see this sigil and it's like burned into your eyeballs and so you're just staring at this you're not thinking about you have to do your very best not to think about anything that is physical and tangible you're just thinking about this sigil until you come and then you have to you have to open your eyes you have to see the sigil when you're coming because that's when the energy is expressed from you that does make sense to me yeah and then it becomes this it becomes 
a powerful symbol of intention and light. I would love to uh, watch sometimes you work so I know what to do. That's really that's really cool of you. I would like to I've just... always wanted to be a teacher. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, you know, I'll just sit in the corner <laughs> quietly trying to make my own sigil, figuring it Maybe out. Maybe I'll install bleacher seats in my room. Perfect. I'll bring yeah. pom-poms. Cool. Could you just hold the sigil for me? <laughs> yeah. Because it's I really hard. Hold... It's really difficult to tape it to the ceiling. I, I, I have to, like, jump on my I'll bed. I'll be, like, a boom, man, a boom mic guy just above you holding it. My roommate's is, like, really tall dude. Yeah. Exactly. That's perfect. There we go. Yeah. I, the, my roommate's is really tall dude, and I make him put my masturbation sigils on my ceiling for me, and he's like, you know how weird this is, right? I'm I don't like, think it's weird. Let me express myself. Yeah. It's, but <laughs> Then he's got to leave. Yeah, he has to leave. That's the hard part. It's tough. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> this was an excellent. We got into a lot of stuff. I want to take phone calls, but we didn't turn on the Skype. That will be for another time. Uh, where can they find you on social media? Social media. You can find me at Rachel Sam Evans on Instagram and Twitter. My oh. DMs are open. Ki- I'm kidding. I'm not kidding, but I, okay. So what do you look? Dick pics? People send me so many dick pics. Do and you I like look, them? I love it. Do you love dick pics? I love By the way, I mean, my pics. fans, we have another podcast. We have a fight nanny on it. Uh-huh. Dick pics for day. She just gets bombarded with dick pics. I love it. Why do you like it? Because I think it's so fun. Yeah. I like I like that. Like, it does I'm not going to fuck you. Like, you never say never. Never say never for sure. I my one I I don't have like boyfriends, but one of the last guys that I was like kind of seeing, we met because he DM'd me on Twitter. Oh, look at that! So you have a shot out there. He was also a uh, your YouTube what? <laughs> never never mind. That was bad. What was your YouTube channel again? <laughs> it's snarled. 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 All right. Yeah. Well, you were excellent. I'd love to have you on the here again. I don't know what I'm gonna do again. Maybe you could co-host once in a while when you sure. got nothing going on and you're not snarling. And I'm not masturbate sigiling. No, maybe you could just come and masturbate while we talk about it. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm just trying to get ambiance going. That's really sweet. I'll bring some. I'll bring my candles. I'm going to look into Satanism. Do I'm it. Start looking. I'm, I'm here what to help you. What book should I read? I'll give you books. Okay. Um, anything by Anthony LaVey. Does it say Satanism? Because I want my girlfriend to be like, what the fuck? It does say Satanic Rituals in the Book of Satan, yes. Okay. i got to figure that it's out. Secret. I used to hide porn from my girl. Now I'm hiding books I want to read. Well. We get weird <laughs> when we get old. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, real quick, just one more time, I want to thank Andrew Robinson from Tightly, Tread Lightly. They're a band out of uh, Ontario, Canada. Go to facebook.com backslash Tread Lightly Band. And their album's out, uh, out of season. It's on iTunes and Spotify. Listen to it, man. I love the song. I would like to play more. I got to cut it down to about 20 seconds. But it was great. Rachel, you were awesome. Thanks I'm, I'm infatuated me. with you. I love your style. Aaron, I know your head was blown, and, you know, you're just going to have to deal with it, all right? Because there's fucking shadow people out there. Thank you to all the lizard people who listened. And we're not going to stop. We're going to keep rocking, and hopefully this audio will come out. If not, it will be on YouTube. So we're good on YouTube? Yeah. All right, cool. What's that? I have the audio from the video. All right, perfect. All right, guys, you were great. Thank you. Bye-bye.